This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Everyone, Goldie's Closet 241. This is part two of uh, Perry Richardson, who originated the amazing rock band Firehouse, and now he's in Striper. So, without further ado, check this uh, episode out, 241, but also go back and listen to 240. This guy is so humble and so awesome. What a gift and what uh, what an honor to have him on the podcast. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay golden. I don't even know. I didn't care. I was to the point where uh, I can do something. I'll worry about that when I get there. <laughs> Is that when you met your wife? Is that about the time when you said that? No, this was uh, um, this was six years ago. Okay. You know, um, and I had made my mind up to come home, and uh, it wasn't a week later the striper call the striper thing happened dude you got to tell that story and then about the audition and saying they had other people to talk to and then that's how was the audition were you confident did you think you had it in the bag no i'm really not not that kind of person man i I know you're not i don't have i certainly don't have a big ego and i don't have a whole lot of self-esteem i just do what i do and if you like it great but there's not a lot that I could do to impress somebody. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not Billy Sheehan on bass, and you know, I can. Oh, I beg, to, I beg to differ. I've yeah. watched so much. Dude, I mean, I you're you're a beast. I can do whatever part you want me to sing. I can from freaking bass to tenor. I can cover that, all of that. But I guess it's hard to find somebody that can be a decent player and sing pretty good too. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of hard to find, but, uh, I didn't know. I didn't think I had it in the bag. I went, uh, a, a buddy of mine was talking to their, the Stripers manager. He was in North Carolina and, uh, this guy, Marty Burns, he followed Max Warrior around everywhere. He loved Max Warrior. And, uh, he became this like local promoter in, in North Carolina. And he was talking to, to Stryker's man, one of the managers one day, and he was doing a local thing in North Carolina. And he said, you know, don't like spread it around, but Stryker might be looking for a bass player pretty soon. If you know of anybody, let me know. And he immediately grabbed a pen and paper and wrote my name and number on it. It was like, you need to call this guy. And Dave Rose was the manager's name. He looked at him and he's like, I, I know, I think I know this guy, right? And it ended up that Dave had a band, and the I think the first gig they ever played was opening for Firehouse. But before we got, I think it might have been, but it was either before, right? When we'd gotten signed, we were still doing this club, and yep. it was a switch in Raleigh, and they got to open for us, and he said, we all treated him like gold and talked to him and 
gave him advice and all this stuff. And he said it, it stuck with him and he kind of kept following me around what I was doing, you know, on Facebook and stuff and kept, I love it. kept checking on me. And, and he saw my name. He was like, he called, he called me up. I was in Nashville and, and he's got an office in Nashville also. So he's between North Carolina and Nashville. And he said, do you, would you be interested in playing bass for Striper? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I was like, dude, that freaking Striper was one of my favorite bands in the eighties. Right. I mean, I had, it got me into yellow. Your car. Way back. I had, I told him it was like the first new car I ever bought. I was playing with Nantucket at the time. This was like 1987 and it was red. And I drove it off the lot to a body shop and had it painted yellow. <laughs> Not because of Striper, though. It was. No, dude, it you can't had, be I had a personalized license plate, 777. And this was what, it, what does it feel like wearing this the Striper stuff now? Because your wife awesome. sent me some badass shots, and I was like, it's, it's, you guys look really, you guys look really good. You look like badass, you look appropriate. <laughs> You don't look like some people, including myself, like sometimes I'm like, eh, am I trying too hard wearing that? Like, you guys look really hot. You look great. Try not to overdo it. Like, the, you know, it's, it's not like the old days when they were, they were, they were <laughs> over the top, man. But I liked the old <laughs> it's, kind of, like- it's a little more subtle now. <laughs> but it's real natural for me because I love yellow <laughs> and black. So, I mean, what, you know, I love it. So, anyway. <laughs> nah, you're marking off. Always like you run playing with was like, oh my god, I love it. And I was getting ready to quit country anyway. He's like, perfect. Come, come to my office and let's talk for a while. So, who's like, this guy? What's his name? Dave Rose. Dave Rose. Dave okay. Rose. He's he was a manager, and Michael's wife Lisa. They co-managed the band, so both of them were managing, and. Uh, we we went and talked for a while and he used to like I'll I'll push for you because I know you're a good guy and I know you're I know what you can do and all this stuff I was like well thanks and so a couple of days later they um, I got on a conference call with the guys in the band and him and talked for just a few minutes I said can you fly up and and uh, audition I was like sure so they gave me five songs to learn and it was a couple of weeks later I flew up and uh, so we got Michael had this little tiny room for a studio and we were set up in this little itty bitty room man it was tiny smaller than a bedroom in Nashville no in, in Boston or in Plymouth Massachusetts okay my bad yeah and uh, we <laughs> so he's like we all plug in at this little amp like this big and it sounded terrible like okay and we're just like okay let's play so and so and he said i was like we're the vocal mics he said oh we're not don't worry about saying i'm gonna sing let's just play them i'm like oh no i needed to hear the vocals i didn't know the songs that well right and that vocal helps you know where you're at in the song oh okay i thought you wanted to sing no i didn't want to sing i wanted to hear where we were at in the song i wanted him to sing <laughs> so we're just 
I was like, okay, well, I'll, I don't, you know, I don't know him that well. I'll try and, so I'm sitting there playing, trying to sing the vocal, the lead vocal in my head at the same time, playing a song that I didn't know very well, right? So I was extremely nervous and not very confident. <laughs> well, you killed it. So we played through the songs and they were like, yeah, that's good. And Nate's like, I didn't know you, you played with a pick. I was pick playing, yep. I played rock with a pick. I played country with my fingers, but I'm not real good at when it gets fast, you know, like I can be really precise with a pick and I'm like, we've never played with anybody that played with a pick before. I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, I can try and play with my fingers. They're like, no. No. Don't thing. That's the best. That's so tight sounding. I don't know. Just keep doing what you're doing. I was like, oh, good. Okay. And so we were through playing the song. They were like, that was good. And then they said, now let's sing them. I was like, okay. Well, we're not going to play while we're singing. We're just going to sing them a cappella. We're not just sing the choruses. You do this harmony part. So we did that a cappella with no music or anything. Well, that's and did you did you really know the singing parts? Like, did they tell you to learn that, or did you already do it on your own? No, I didn't know which part I was going to do, but okay. I learned all of them. But you're I, good. I mean, I, I could pick out any of them. Sure. I ended up doing the, all the high parts, and uh, you did the high parts. Yeah, that's what I've always done with Firehouse, and I'm really good at picking that out, and uh, um. So they were like, cool, okay, we'll uh, we'll call you when we decide, you know, we got some people, other people that we'll look at. audition and all that. Yeah. So anyway, they called me like two days later. I was on, a, I was still out with Craig and uh, I was out playing golf that day and I was getting ready to tee off first hole. And that was a Wednesday. Phone rang, hello. Like, hey, Striper, how you doing? Like, good. You got the gig if you want it. And before we waited two days to call you, you had the gig before you left. We just wanted to like sweat it out a little bit. <laughs> it's like we didn't even call anybody else. So like, oh wow. I was so happy. I was I, I, I think it was the worst round of golf I ever played, but I was the most happy round I've ever played, you know. So uh but that's how it happened and I got to leave Nashville and move back home. And because it Everybody lives everywhere, so yep. no need to be anywhere. So. They must have been equally excited, and finding a bass player is probably one of the hardest things that you can find in a band these days. We still don't even have one. We just have bass tracks. So I know they were just yeah. absolutely thrilled to have you. It, they told me that they when, they when I walked in and smiled, they knew I was the one. Aww. And I was like, well, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> like we could tell. We wanted somebody in this band that would be one of us and be part of the family and a good person that we could all relate to and not cause any drama. And uh, I'm always been about that. I never want to cause, I'm not one for confrontation and all that stuff. I like to get the job done, but I don't like 
nitpicking about stuff or complaining about stuff or just try to like make stuff better if you can, but don't like sit there and bicker about it all the time. I've never been like that. So we get along great and they picked up on that. They were like, we knew it, man. We could tell what kind of person you are when we met you and that's what we wanted. So and glad you can play and sing on top of that. <laughs> oh, that's really important. The yeah. hang, the hang is you're so positive in all of your interviews. Um, I didn't hear you crap talking anybody. I know you've had, you know, interesting encounters as I have. I've, we've played with Ted Nugent before, and that's always an interesting time. And we'll just leave it at that. But you, you could have said a lot of things. And, you no. know, you just, you just, you, you always seem to take the high road. And that's I'm something that. Are, yeah, I want to. I mean, I'm sorry I ever mentioned that. Uh, I'm not. I want to, I, it was, you know, I'm not going to talk about it now, but I'm just to the point of forgive and forget. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I'm doing it for me more than I am from him or anybody else that I've ever had a run in with. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, if I ever did anything to anybody, I'm really sorry about it. I mean, when I was back in the day when I was drinking and getting wasted and didn't know where I was at, I could have easily said something to somebody that we all did they're talking about me to this day as being a jerk. And I, I that's one thing that I don't want, man. Yeah. I mean, it isn't that I want everybody to like me. It's I want to be a great person and a good person. And, and I want to reflect that. And I don't want those old habits that I had and whatever things that happened in the past the what I don't want that to be what people think I am inside, you know? I don't think it is. I think you're, like I said, everything I've researched and friends I've asked, like you're just, you walk the walk. And I, I wonder, um, you don't, I haven't heard on any interviews. And if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to, because this is pre-recorded, So no worries. But has being in Striper helped strengthen your faith? Has meeting Shelly helped strengthen your spirituality? Whatever you believe in, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, I always like to try and remind people that there is a higher power out there, whatever they want to believe in or choose, yeah. whatever. And that that is there for comfort and, and to help them and support them and to be a positive light in their world. How has joining Striper affected that? If you want to talk about it, and if you don't, no worries. I can slice it out. No, it's it's OK. I, I mean, I was, uh, you know, raised in that in that environment. Yeah. You know, saying gospel music and all that. There's church every two or three times a week, and and when I grew up, I, I kind of got out of that. And yep. I, you know, got into the rock thing and all that. Took off all my time, and I kind of, I, I never when I got old enough to think for myself, I, I wasn't one to be all about the the religion part of it or the church part of it didn't matter to me that much. It's my personal relationship and the, and just trying to, trying to be a good, good person and help other people and tr treat other people the way you want to be treated. I think is the motto that I live by now. Mm -hmm. I've never been a big religious person. I can't say that, but I've, always believed and I've always know that there's 
there is something else out there and we're going to all going to see it. I don't know. I don't think our little brains can comprehend it. So it's going to be so much better than we think. And it's going to be mind blowing when it happens. Right. And I just, um, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. I'm not a big, you know, I don't go to church every week and all that stuff. I'm just not where I've never been that. They didn't ask me about that when I joined the band. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, hey, are you a Christian? And are you this and all that? And what do you believe? They didn't ask me. And they said it wouldn't have mattered. And because they could tell what kind of person I was, they said, uh, which I love that. And, uh, but. That's beautiful. That's actually real Christianity in the purest form is to just take people as they are and to not judge them. And I wish being a Nashville brother, I don't know. I don't know what kind of Jesus people know around. I, I literally, I, I I lost it yesterday. I had an experience with somebody. I'm like, they, they wouldn't be a part of something because of this or that. And I'm just like, "Are, are you really, are you kidding me? And then, you go to their, you know, social media wall and it's just flooded with all this. I'm like, you are not walking the walk and you are not representing this cool hippie dude with sandals and long hair that I always grew up thinking so, was a, a loving guy. Like, I don't, I don't know what's that. It's so different being, I was in Minnesota and Los Angeles and here in the South. And there's some beautiful things that I love about the South, but, but that is not one of them is it's just very interesting. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that Striper was just super cool. They were great. And, and to be around and I'm the, and really, I've never been around anybody that, that has as much faith as these three guys do all the time. It's like, wow. I mean, they don't push anything on you. And then, like they're these, you know, Bible thumping guys that are always preaching to me, trying to convert me or something. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't need converting anyway, but whatever. Even if I wasn't raised Christian and be a Christian, all that, they, I don't think I would do that. It's like they're just normal people, but they're full of love. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not used to that in rock. Ah, you know, there's a lot of people that. Are jackasses out there and I don't know why but these three guys I mean everybody's got their thing so you know you can't love everybody every minute but these three guys are freaking awesome dudes you know and they 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 you know they back up what they say and they freaking it's all about love with them and they show it and uh, I'm just glad to be I hope a little bit of that rubs off on me did you ever go to any of their shows way back in the day? I remember maybe it was like 2003. I went to one that was in Nashville and I just remember them coming outside and meet and greeting everybody in line, just walking out before the show and shaking hands and kissing babies. Did you ever go to any I show? I, I think I was at that show. Was it Wild Horse? I think it was. Yeah. I think I was at that show. I was, uh, I actually w- got to go meet them backstage at the meet and greet that night. And uh, but huh. I saw them. I got to open for them. Max Roy opened for them in 85 in Charlotte. And that's what really took me over the edge of them. And I loved them before that. But after I met them and talked to them, and they were like the most 
humble, down-to-earth guys. I, I couldn't believe. It was like, wow, you guys are, like, really cool. And uh, so that made me like them even more. And uh, I didn't – I went to see a show not too long after that. I think it was on that same tour. I think it was in 85. And uh, and I think I gr- drove up to Greenville, South Carolina, and saw him up there. After that, I didn't see him again until that Nashville show. Okay. And uh, um, so I'd only met him twice. And, you know, they didn't remember me. They didn't. They knew who Firehouse was, of course, but they didn't. They knew maybe the bass player from Firehouse. They didn't know my name from Adam. So it was uh, it was just weird the way it all came about and went down. And now they're like, oh, my God, I wish in 85 we'd have hired you back then. <laughs> it was like, we come out to see you play. We didn't get to see you. And uh, it was like, uh, too bad. But um you no, I'm glad everything happened the way it did in my life. I mean, I don't want to change anything. Mm-hmm. Firehouse was a blessing. I mean, that was a, an amazing time in my life. And uh, even the country thing, I'm glad it all happened like it did. I got to meet my wife. And now I'm playing with this amazing band. And uh, I've been one lucky guy. I love how excited you are about Striper. I love the links that your wife, I asked for some promo things. She was just so proud and ready and happy to to give everything. And they've got to just feel that love and excitement and sincerity with you and what a blessing you are to them. What have you learned thus far? And we'll respect your time. I could talk to you for years, but I know you got probably more golf to go do. That was yesterday. What what What's the biggest thing that you've, that you learned. Well, I'd love to ask you a little bit more about Firehouse. Like, what did you learn from all of that? And then your lifestyle was a lot different back then, but you must have learned a couple of really cool things from that. And then what are you learning? You, you, you expanded on some of it with with, with Striper. You, I hope some of this rubs off on me, but is there an instance in Firehouse and is there an instance in Striper that would be interesting to our listeners and viewers that was not necessarily life-changing, but just like an aha interesting moment and then i will let you go but i just thank you so much for all your time today like what can we learn from you from all of this that you've been through i always love to know like here's my chance here's my shot like what did you learn from firehouse that people wouldn't expect well boy that's a hard question because i know it it what did i learn i learned everything i was so green we were green we played cover band and clubs, right? We learned, I mean, mostly it was just a a rush and also a lot of things you had to learn about the business. Mm -hmm. Your accountant to your lawyer, to your manager, to your agent, to your, you got to work the A&R guy. You got to, I mean, it was like just Every day, it was something new. You had to learn all this stuff. And we were like, we just wanted to play. Hmm. We wanted to be on stage playing. And it was just like being cramming for a final exam every day. And you're getting ripped off by these guys. And that's how you learn, well, we can't do that again. Get ripped off by this guy. This guy lies to you. Okay, we need to do this this way. It's trial and error. It isn't somebody teaching you how to do it. You had to learn on your own because 
nobody cares about you except you. When it comes down to all these guys making money off of you, they're make millions of dollars off of you. They don't care if you get ripped off by this accountant or your lawyer negotiates a bad deal on your second album. They don't give a crap. It's all up to you to learn all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that and learning how to, uh, I guess learning how to, be a better bandmate in a band because okay. in, in Max Warrior, I was kind of the lead guy that did everything. I got all the money for the gear. I I drove everywhere. I booked every show. I paid everybody. I took all the money in. I paid all the bills. I freaking did everything. And it was like, I didn't like that. And finally I got to be rid of all that stuff and just be a member of a band and so you had to learn how to be a part of that because before I was almost like the dad. Like, Here's your money, boy. Don't go drinking all. You know, <laughs> only get 20 bucks this week. And I was kind of like slave driver to all these guys and I hated it, you know. And they become, you know, they started resenting me for all this stuff and I didn't like it. And so I'm glad I was done with that. And I could be a member of a band and you just had to learn how to live with four other guys, three other guys and, and be a part of it. And I think that was the, that was the best lesson was how to, I think was how to become a good, good bandmate and get along with everybody. And I mean, we were, it got iffy there when I, before I quit because we just got so sick of being on the road constantly. We were, we never quit. We go all oh, we were touring or in the studio constantly. And it just finally wore me out. I get it. But what I've learned from Striper, I mean, I I think I just have to go back to those guys, they're such good guys, and that is rubbing off on it. That does rub off on you. When you're around great people. I think you become a better person. And I mean, if you're hanging out with murderers and rapists, you're probably probably gonna fall into that lifestyle. And you're around people that love you and, 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 and show you that, you know, and it, you want to give that back to them. And I think that's what's happening with Striper. It's, it's that kind of thing I'm learning to, I'm get. I'm having I'm more faith in humanity than I had in the past. That's awesome, Perry. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So you deserve it. Well, <laughs> we will post a bunch of things, but please go ahead. We've got a couple of things on the ticker on the bottom. You all have a Patreon, so oh, this thing is feeding back of all interviews to feed back on. Everybody, check out. We've so many people are on Patreon uh, on Russo's brand. Check it out. You know, Barry's done some legendary things, still an epic icon. Check out the Patreon and then also go support in person. Can I just tell you guys, I don't want to see one more dead wrestlers meme on your, your story and on your posts and on your wall and oh, how great he was. Nobody, again, to quote, nobody cares about once they're dead guys, support people while they're alive. Here's a bona fide rock star. Show your love. Not by when they all 
croak. Show their love when, show your love when they're alive. Go get that concert ticket. Go support at a show. Gather yeah. up your friends and family. Go check them out. You're supporting like Firehouse Memories. You're supporting Striper. Good stuff, like you said. Buy not only a t-shirt, buy a hoodie. Buy, go spend some money at the merch table because that's what keeps everybody afloat and alive. Like you got the money, people. Go out and spend it. We only bring on quality guests on Goldie's Closets. So here's a good one. You heard this guy, complete gold and sunshine. So Perry, any closing thoughts before I let you go? Oh, no, I just thank you so much for having me. Um, um, just glad people, you know, are interested enough to want to do an interview with me. So oh my God. happy to be there. And anytime you need anything, let me know. Uh, and I love the wrestling. I had Chris Jericho is a good friend of mine. Seriously? Chris was... Uh, he used to enter the ring with a firehouse song. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. He did. And we did his cruise a couple of years ago. Mon- I, yep. I love that guy. God, I love him. But uh, anyway. They must, have eaten you up on the, they must have eaten you up on the cruise. Those are really fun. And I got to see got Rock and Roll Express back in the day. Oh, really? Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. <laughs> is a, such a freaking great guy. But when I was playing with Craig... We hired Ricky's son to be our merch guy. Get out. Really? Jonathan, Jonathan Morton was our merchandise guy forever. And uh, I love him. Boy, man, he was a great kid. And I got to know Ricky through him. And Ricky loved Firehouse. And it was like, it was, uh, it was really, really cool to get to know those guys. But, yeah. I got to tell you, if it's not feeding back, it's not feeding back. I got to tell you one last. I'm going to talk quietly because it seems, oh, this mother trucker feedback you're good uh, i know but i just hope it's not it's like weird. That. i can't hear it I, I, I hope not um we were playing years ago at um a place called the pink pony which was kind of on the panhandle it was across from a place called the hangout well, anyway the first time that we got in there real small place we were setting up you know what it's like to put all your own gear up and do your thing right some guy comes sauntering over wobbling his head like i thought it was gonna like fly off and he was like he did this hair toss and he said how you doing are you in the band i said yes yes sir and he goes i was like and and he's like i want you to just pick a color he had five sharpies in his pocket he goes i want you to pick a color and i said okay like and and why is that you're gonna want to find something for me to sign I said, oh, all right. It's like, let's grab the snap in here. And I said, okay, cool. He's like, yeah. I was in a band. Maybe you heard of them. I don't know. A little band called Firehouse. And I was like, I'm, like, I'm looking at this guy like, you're not in any freaking band. Like, oh. Yeah, so I'm going to sign this for you. And I was like, so I humored him because I felt so sorry for this guy that, like, was so freaking ugly that I don't think he could have been in, in any band. But anyway, needless to say, they liked us. We came back on a rotation. It was like two, three months later. Sure enough, blonde girl setting up gear at the edge of the stage. Here he comes. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. I wanted to take a look at all these Sharpies. And I was, I was like, let me guess. And he's like, what? And I was like, ah. Uh, you were in a little band called uh, Firehouse. And he's like, oh, you recognize me. So, I mean, this guy wasn't even like one of your road. I don't know what his deals was, but like every time we went back to play, 
at the pink pony this like firehouse wannabe would like emerge from the depths so we would always sing your songs and listen to your stuff on the way home to the band house those crappy band houses that they had at all those like beach places it was always like the floors were falling through and there was like asbestos and mold everywhere but like this guy was just so hell-bent on making everybody believe that he was a member of your band that's hilarious dude that's it that's my firehouse story so i will uh i will bid you adieu best to everything when i can find a fire not a firehouse when i can find a striper uh, show to come to i would love to to come see you guys again i'm so happy for you it couldn't happen to a nicer better guy and just thank you so much for your time this will be out for in a couple weeks and i'll make sure i just promo the heck out of it and list your tour schedule and get some of our awesome wrestling audience that knows and loves you all to come and support that would be amazing awesome thank you so much dude thank you so much yeah hope to see you soon and you know what you can always just like feel good because you can say at the end of the day i was in a little band called firehouse Take care, brother. Say (laughs) hi to your wife for me and tell her thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, honey. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour but now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I am here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout out, a golden shout out. You name it here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever. It could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention please specify can't wait to connect with you on cameo thanks so much for being here stay golden